Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. This episode is part of a four-part series about weight loss heading into the new year. I want you to completely shake up and reframe how you approach weight loss because really you've tried all the other regular strategies before, so it's time for a better, lasting, more empowering approach. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. It's that time of year again when we start gearing up for the new year, our resolutions, weight loss, eating plans, and I'm all for a fresh start and improving ourselves and improving our health, but most of us go about it in a very diet culture-centric way. Whatever your approach, there is definitely room to incorporate these 10 tips that I think are imperative and important no matter what your approach and no matter what you commit to in the new year or really any time. So let's get started. Tip number one, understanding why. Why do you want to lose weight? Be honest with yourself. Is it societal pressure or because someone told you to lose weight, like your doctor or your mother? Is it because you want to look like someone you see on TV or in the media? If your reason is for external reasons, then you are not likely to meet your health goals. If your why or your reason is really self-motivated, then you are ready to prepare and dedicate yourself to the lasting changes. Tip number two, have healthy, realistic expectations. All right, so start out by asking yourself, what goal are you setting for yourself? Is it something like lose 40 pounds by February? Diet culture has convinced us that we can lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time. But remember what I always say, any quick weight loss only results in quick weight regain because we've adapted strategies that can't be maintained long-term. We really need to have a plan that can be maintained for the rest of our lives. And oftentimes that really means that we need to adjust our expectations because there are so many factors that play into weight loss. We often end up feeling frustrated when the number on the scale doesn't budge at our predetermined rate. 
we can get a sense of failure when this happens and it can send us into a tailspin of despair or frustration and also convince us that just to kind of throw in the towel completely on our weight loss plans. So my preference is to have the expectations that focus on specific behaviors instead of a weight outcome. So for example, focusing on eating balanced meals most days or eating mindfully at mealtime. Those are goals that you can really get behind and you can set a healthy expectation and you know really well if you are meeting that goal or not. And that just kind of snowballs into further success down the line. When you're feeling really good about your efforts, you're obviously going to continue with that. All right, tip number three, ditch the rules. Most traditional diet plans include hard and fast rules. So for example, something like don't eat after six o'clock, no processed foods, no carbs. The list goes on. There's tons of them. The problem with these rules is that they focus on the don't or the shouldn't. And our brains literally can't process those kind of negative phrases. If I told you, don't think of a pink elephant, you can't do it because you have to think of the pink elephant in order to unthink the pink elephant. And that's the same when it comes to food rules. You have to focus on the forbidden food when you keep the rule in mind. Therefore, you make it about a million bazillion times more difficult to follow that rule because you're so focused on that specific food. It's crazy, right? In addition, food rules are just no fun. They really are designed not to be able to follow them long term. I mean, who expects you never to eat carbs again? That's ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And what happens is that when we break that food rule, we feel guilty, we forget about all our health goals and say, oh, I can't do it anyway. See what happens. I knew it. And then we give up on our efforts. So ditch those food rules. Tip number four, watch what we say to ourselves. I challenge you to be the observer of your thoughts, especially the next time you go to the pantry or the refrigerator. Our language is so harsh. We use words on ourselves that we would never say to someone else. The problem is that when we say them or think them, they seep into our subconscious and our subconscious believes them. So if we think something like, you have no willpower, then over time it sinks into the subconscious and it becomes our identity. It's a really, really tricky process. Remember that we have 60,000 thoughts in a day. Most of them, obviously, we're not aware of. And they're just kind of on like a constant loop playing in our mind. So we want to be really conscious of the words that we use to describe ourselves so that they don't become part of that automatic thought loop that we're not really aware of because that just kind of reinforces potentially something that we don't want to reinforce. So be really, really aware of what you're saying to yourselves. Tip number five, balance. This is really important for everything in life and certainly eating habits, that's not an exception. Even when we're selecting foods, we want a balance of food groups 
We also want to balance within each food group. This ensures that we get all the nutrients that we need for our bodies. But when we're starting a new weight loss plan, we need to be especially aware of balance because we can spend so much time at the gym or not provide the proper balance and attention to the people in our own home. And the opposite is true. When we spend all of our time caretaking or focusing on our careers, we don't provide a nice balance and focus on our health and our weight loss efforts. So remember that balance, kind of the full picture, we want to remember that wellness is a full picture. There's not just one facet that goes into it. We need all facets to give us a good, healthy balance and picture of wellness overall. Tip number six, figure out ways to manage stress. I know you have heard this a bazillion times, the magic stress word, but it is super important when we're trying to lose weight since eating is often a response to stress. So this is really, really important for folks who are susceptible to that emotional eating cycle. And the best suggestion is to identify those emotional eating or stress eating triggers and find more constructive ways to cope with the stress. I go into this a ton more in my emotional eating course, and I give you specific strategies on how to identify it and go into it. I'll definitely have the details in the show notes so you can find that there. Moving on to number seven moderation. Do things in moderation. This is definitely tied to balance, but more focusing on avoiding extremes related to our behavior. When we're not moderate with our weight loss efforts, we typically burn out very quickly. And that is a recipe for quitting the dieting efforts completely. So making sure that we're moderate in our plan and our execution can really set us up to establish those long-term healthy habits that we are able to keep long-term. And that, my friend, as you know, is what results in the weight loss that we are looking for. Tip number eight, celebrate your successes. Celebration is so important. A common theme that I hear when I'm working with clients, I hear this over and over in my one-on-ones and also in my group, is that clients never feel like they're making enough progress. It doesn't take an expert to know that if someone who feels like they're never making enough progress, they are not going to continue with their weight loss efforts. It just seems like all work and just not a good recipe for success. So I encourage you to celebrate all the successes you have along the way. And in fact, in my group programs and when I work one-on-one with people, I have people identify their wins of the week. And believe it or not, no matter what you think, you always have wins of the week. Because when we're not focusing on the wins, we focus on the challenges and the difficulty and the setbacks and all of that. But when we can reframe it so that we're focusing and celebrating those successes, whether they're big or small, we create this culture of celebration in our mind, and that is a winning recipe for long-term weight loss. Tip number nine, find joy in your day. 
I've really been talking about finding joy a lot lately. And the reason is that with our really, really long to-do lists, we often have little time for joy or pleasure. Therefore, we use food as our source of joy. And anyone trying to lose weight knows that relying on food for joy is not going to result in the weight loss you're looking for. So find a hobby, something that brings you joy, whether it's reading for 10 minutes, crocheting. I personally like to play solitaire. Giving yourself an activity that is satisfying for you that you can incorporate into your day for a few minutes to bring you that joy and that outlet that you really need. Tip number 10, have fun. This is very related to joy, but I think these are such important factors that I also put this in here too. Most of us don't think weight loss is fun, but simply shifting your attitude can make weight loss so, so much easier. Thinking of it as fun makes things a lot easier and you're guaranteed to have more results if you think things are easier. When you're trying to change your behaviors, if it's considered a drag or no fun, it'll be really, really hard to change and maintain those behaviors long term. So remember that good feelings spur the production of neurotransmitter called dopamine. That controls the brain's reward system, and it helps us remember what behavior led us to feeling good so that we will do it again. And that's what we want. We're trying to change our habits for good in order to lose weight. And if we think of something as fun, we're going to continue to do it over and over and over. So those are my 10 tips to get you to think of weight loss in a fresh way. I believe that these are the keys to what you're looking for. Let me know which one you like the best, or maybe there's more than one, and which one you're going to add into your day in the new year. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.